A reading from Mark 15, 22-26. They brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. Then they offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. And they crucified him. Dividing up his clothes, they cast lots to see what each would get. It was nine in the morning when they crucified him. The written legal notice of the charge against him read, The King of the Jews. What stands out to me so much about this passage is what Paul would later say about it. He would say in 1 Corinthians that God was in Christ in this moment, right? God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their sins against him. And this is just so counter to the way earthly authority works. Um, And Paul would later go on to write about this in Philippians 2, what's happening here at the cross. And I love what he says about it. He says, have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself by taking on the form of a servant and being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. What I find so incredible about this really is Christ's humility and how different he is than me. If I'm honest, humility is not something that comes to me naturally. Um, my coworkers know this well. Nathan could tell you the same. No way. <laughs> You're humble, brother. But what I find so interesting about the cross is, you know, there's really two scenarios. The first would be that man, we would humble ourselves, right? And then God would lift us up. But what happens on the cross is really the opposite. Instead of God humbling us or us humbling ourselves, he humbled himself uh, for our own salvation. David, I want to go back to uh, the 22nd chapter of Genesis, and you probably don't even have to. It's incredibly important, but a lot of people forget it because it's, you know, in Genesis, the first book of the Bible. But it's the uh, God calling Abraham to uh, sacrifice his one and only son. And Abraham is obedient, which is incredibly important. But at the last moment, uh, God says, do not touch this boy. Mm -hmm. Uh, he's on the altar Uh, Abraham is about to uh, kill him Mm. and suddenly appears uh, nearby in a thicket a ram that that has its uh, horns uh, there uh, entangled there and it says that Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of Mm. his son so Abraham called the name of the place the Lord will provide. Mm. And as it said to this day, on the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. Mm-hmm. I, I think that, you know, uh, I don't want to get literary about this or, you know, but to me, when I finally kind of read that and understood it and related it to the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, there was this tremendous similarity of the sacrifice that, was, that, that Abraham was called to just as mm-hmm. Jesus is called to it. And what is it for? It's so, it's, it's for us, all, that, who, all who would follow. 
uh, that instead of deserving to go to the cross ourselves, Jesus went in our stead. And that, mm. that kind of reality goes all the way back to Genesis. Mm. Because who would not uh, bridle at the idea of, of sacrificing one's own son? It's mm. totally contrary to everything that's built into our hearts about our own children. 